You're listening to curated podcasts from the Beyond Infinity radio show, presented by me, Piers Cunningham. And me, John Young. John, um, WannaCry, we've already covered several months ago on the program, but it was a, a computer virus or malware that, you know, supposedly the reason why it was called WannaCry was it made you WannaCry. <laughs> yeah, it affected yeah. so many people. And now there's been some revelations about where that may have come from and the individual concern. Yeah, we reported back in May of 2017. At the time, it was the biggest malware spread in probably a decade. So it, it really took the globe by storm. It locked up computers in hospitals, airports ports and governments at that time the true scope was really unknown there were people concerned that uh, in hospitals that there would be uh, deaths as a result of this because they couldn't access important medical records or mm. um, you know machines and it affected windows xp 7 and 10 computers it, it was actually it came out of a, a leaked nsa cyber weapon called eternal blue and possibly even double pulsar at the time so right. that was you know b- months before that there was uh, so this is weaponized software weaponized developed, soft- by, developed by the u.s government that's basically. right yeah mm. so all of these came out and you know i've got a, a quite a, a long write-up about sort of you know what we knew at the time and i'll link to that in the in the show notes uh, but recently there's been revelations of potentially who well actually who is behind that and uh, the fbi has charged a north korean by the name of park jin hyok and that is not only just on the WannaCry, but other also the sony cyber attacks which happened a few years ago so i remember that there was a movie james franco and seth rogan were in the movie which was the uh, the interview was a comedy and the idea was to go over to uh, North Korea and assassinate the dictator over there, Hmm. Kim uh, Jong-il, I think it was at the time. Mm -hmm. And, oh, Kim Jong-un, sorry. That then led to some some issues where Sony then said, well, we're not going to put it through the cinemas. We're concerned because North Korea had come out and said, you know, we don't we don't like this. Um, uh, but they did release it online. So I think it was via YouTube and then through Google Movies or Google Play Movies. So you could still see it. And that had lent to some target attacks by uh, state-sanctioned cyber attacks from the North Korean government. And so this... There was the Sony Films attack, and then following on from that, they had gained access to these other, you know, ransomware tools, which they or the cyber weapons, which they built into a ransomware tools, which basically went around and um, the code self-replicated from machine to machine on the internet and to local networks, and it encrypted your files, locked it up so that you could not unlock it without having the code, and you needed to, you know, pay Bitcoin to access that code. Yeah. So the FBI have attracted back to this this person. Um, there is no extradition treaty with North Korea, so they don't have him in custody. He's yep. still um, in North Korea, but they have identified this. And basically, there was a, um, a bit of a clue on how they tracked it down. It was uh, basically a, a resume. So apparently, they were using uh, the free email services of Gmail, and it was through some emails going back and forth through that system that uh, basically there was a, a sort of a joint venture that the Justice Department and the FBI were able to sort of look into to those emails and then basically discover that, that it was this this person. There was fingerprints over that. Hmm. So this Park Jin Hok, a North Korean national, he works for the company which belongs, belongs to a group of conspirators known as the Lazarus Group. And that Lazarus Group is apparently then you know state-sanctioned by the North Korean government. Right. So, um, it, look, it's good to know that it, uh, we've tracked it back to a person. We're not sure what can happen now about it because 
as I said, there's no extradition treaty mm. and tensions are still they're not they're not high at the moment with uh, North Korea, but they're certainly not uh, non-existent. There are some tensions there. So you know, should the uh, the U.S. government or anybody else in the in the U.S. upset the North Koreans in a certain way, uh, potentially this or a modified version of WannaCry could continue to f- affect uh, you know global computing systems. So we'll uh, look. We'll keep an eye on uh, on this story. It's one that you know we have an answer to, but unfortunately we don't have a a, a clear resolution to. Mm. Uh, you know they couldn't remain hidden. That is the way. Unfortunately, you know we're fourteen months after the fact, and uh, and imagine how much damage uh, could have been and has been created in in the case sure. of this, including hospital systems, which actually endanger lives. This is not just an inconvenience. This was actually da- endangering lives. Yeah, it shut down. I mean, this this is the problem with some of um, the computer systems. There, there were there was software developed for Windows XP, for example, that was non-compliant or did not work with Windows Seven. So yep. a lot of computer systems remained on Windows XP and would not upgrade and were told that if you do then the software that you use will just not work right. and that, a lot of that um, the reasons were is there was not enough funding by the governments to upgrade not only the, the computers and the software behind the computers but the, the software that runs the, the hospital systems themselves so if every time that there's a Windows update then they need to update all of their systems I mean we're talking billions and billions of dollars because of the amount of software that's involved in that it's not just unfortunately it's not just a simple add a few lines of code and it's fixed. Yep. You need to test it and make sure it works. You need to redo code. It might be sections of code. It might be you know the complete system as well. And so that's why a, a lot of people had stayed on the um, you know the Windows XP system. And a lot of people, unfortunately, hear a lot of people say, well, if it's not broke, I'm not going to change it. I'm not going to fix it. People love XP. It's just completely dodgy to use it. Well, well, it's completely vulnerable to cyber attack because it's pretty old now. Isn't and it? It's nearly uns- 20 years old. Well, it's unsupported now as well. So uh, yep. Windows so is no patches support. or anything. There's no patches. Mm. And uh, if at the time you had received the recent patch of MS17-010, uh, not that people are going to know that, but that was a March update back in 2017. If you'd kept the auto updates on for Windows 7 and Windows 10, uh, then you would have been fine. It, right. would, it wouldn't have hurt you. But mm. if you had turned off the um, updates or hadn't been updated and then you were caught with this, then your computer was shut down. And unless you had a backup, there was really no way to fix it because there were people that were paying, um, that were paying the Bitcoin ransom and mm. they were still not getting a code which would unlock. Because it grew just so fast and and so big uh, there was just it was unmanageable um, even by the the, the Korean you know, North Korean teams I mean there's there's some suggestion that this this form of activity is, is continuing to this day and it's taken other names and and slightly different modifications of the software mm. but it's still very profitable for the North Korean government and particularly for this Lazarus group um, who are you know getting ransom they, they don't make North Korea don't make a lot of money or any money they do make just goes straight to their their government mm. and so one of the ways they make money is to um, you know hire programmers and uh, and get them to attack other countries and yep. so this is you know locking up the computer computer ransoms it tends to be one because they at the moment uh, they can do it without um, anything really happening okay great there's uh, FBI have a warrant out for the arrest of this guy but they're not, never going to get him see often and I think that's why a lot of these play, these sort of cyber crimes uh, originate in uh, in third or second world countries because there aren't a lot of other opportunities for young people mm-hmm. they may have certain computer skills but they're not going to get paid well if it, working legitimately that's even right. with those skills um, so they tend to uh, gravitate towards the sort of uh, more shadier pastimes where they can actually make some some decent money even if it is through through things like ransomware interesting though as you said at the outset that 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 the sort of core 
um, software behind this comes from the NSA. It comes from software that was developed in America, weaponized software, which I think is part of the leaks that Edward Snowden That's right, goes back was, goes yeah. back quite a way. Yeah. So you know they also have to look to themselves. You know how on earth did that stuff, which they developed in secret for their own purposes, how does that find itself into the wild and then can be used by their enemies, basically? And look, the concern is okay. Well, that, that is a concern, but uh, they you know can look at it. You can look at it from a legitimate use point of they might lock up somebody's computer, you know, the target of somebody's uh, computer who's the, the, the target of a major crime syndication. You don't want them to delete their hard disk, for example. And if you can lock up their computer and then you can gain access uh, to all the files where they can't uh, destroy those, well, that's great. That's fine. Uh, but yep. uh, once it's out in the wild and then somebody can replicate that, then all kind of damage. And as we see here, this this is terrible for the everyday person. Yep. Uh, unfortunately, this is what we have to live with these days because it will continue. There will, there will be other forms of this of the same basis where your computer is locked up it will require some kind of payment to be unlocked uh, and if that, that's if uh, they'll even unlock it for you so um, it, it comes back to how you manage your own systems and that is uh, keeping up to date with uh, the security profiles and platforms making sure that you've got the latest um, security systems on your device mm. making sure you've got the latest patches in your system as well because some can be na- you know circumnavigated and we've gone through this a million times we do have podcasts available on the website and using it using it yeah. um, a passwords a secure thing like uh, LastPass, yeah. one of the ones that and, you recommend uh, and yeah so second factor authentication and also uh, complete backups of your system as well mm. buy a, a relatively inexpensive uh, external hard drive whether yeah. that's a solid state drive or one of those spinning disk drives the yep. old school hdds yep. plug it in and weekly get a backup and keep that um, you know air gapped that's unplugged from your computer so yeah. that the event of uh, you know a compromise then uh, you know you can clean you can wipe your computer and then just restore maybe it. even yeah. store it off site you know yeah. if you're worried about getting burgled or getting the house burnt down then then even then you, you'd lose your computer but you'd also lose your backup drive so having it somewhere stored somewhere else well i think two do. redundant systems is probably you know a good idea so mm. you've got your main which does your backup whether it be depending on how much business you do would it be a, either a weekly or a daily backup you have the first redundant which would be a complete copy a mirror image of that backup and that might be stored off site and then you would have a second redundant and that would be again a third like another copy of exactly the same which you um, might store in a third location as well mm. safety deposit box it all comes down to how important well, are your photos yeah. um, what is the cost of losing them and if you can you know people oh it's too much time to do this all right well what happens when you wake up one morning your computer is either stolen or your, the cloud's hacked you lost your phone and your precious videos photos documents you know, everything that that is important to you is mm. lost or stolen mm. what is the cost of that and if you can balance that out and say well i'm happy to spend 10 minutes backing up and then copying and then just dropping off the hard disk drives you know here and there to, to save it then i think it's very much worth it Yep, indeed. Thanks, John. Thanks for listening. We'd love you to review us on iTunes. It's a great way to let others know if you've liked our podcast. And don't forget to follow us on social media, Beyond Infinity RPPFM on Facebook or Infinity RPP on Twitter.